0: I'm uh, literally sitting here Saturday night watching the protest live. And I'm not sure what corner of the city this is happening in, but it's getting pretty contentious tonight. I'm going to uh, turn the volume down and kind of keep watching this out of the corner of my eyes. I record this podcast intro, but I was just watching. I just turned it on maybe five minutes ago. It's, what time is it now? It's about 1130 or so. And uh, they're on some corner in the street tonight. And it was looking pretty uh, aggressive again tonight. The, uh, the police have these lights that they flash, I guess. I've not been to the protests yet in person, but they've got these lights that they flash that kind of... That kind of blind you and it's like blinding even watching but the the protesters at one point had a bunch of guys in dirt bikes revving their engines and the RPD like parted in the middle to make room for a tank like they legit drove a tank onto the regular street oh my god anyway I'll keep this up I if I if it sounds like I'm talking kind of quiet it's because I am I am recording this outdoors here on uh, Saturday night and uh, it's awkward recording outside in my quiet neighborhood because uh, my voice carries and I'm pretty sure my neighbors will think I'm a weirdo if they hear me just sitting here talking to myself. So I'm gonna do a quick intro for today's podcast because it's a long one. I think Chris and I ended up talking over an hour here. Um, okay, so today is the today being the day the podcast comes out Sunday morning. Uh, today is the first day of football. And I have to admit, I'm—I mean, I love football. I've always been a football fan. This year, more than ever, I am giddy for football to start. Like I am so excited for today. I'm shaking with joy uh, for today. Just, I just—we just need it, you know. I mean, just 2020. Am I right? 2020. And just the fact that football's back is just, oh, thank God. We need football. This country needed football. I know not everyone's a football fan. I know this doesn't make things normal again. But it's just oh, something to look forward to. So I'm so excited. I am making sauce today. I'm watching football. I'm sitting on my butt all day long. It is going to be a great, great day. Uh, I appreciate you spending a little time listening to the podcast. Today we're talking to Chris Kanye He's the new morning man on The Bee W B E E and Chris Kanye and you'll hear me kiss his ass a little on the podcast, but he's a kid that I and it, it, a kid I call him a kid. He's a little younger than I, but he's a he's a man. He's a man who I respect immensely, and you'll hear me talk about it a little. There's a comment I make early on in this podcast that I want to just clarify, as obviously I'm recording this part. After the actual interview's been recorded, where I talk about respecting entrepreneurs just a little bit more, and I just want to, I just want to clarify that a little further. Um, what I mean when I say what I'm going to say is when I say that I have just a just a tiny bit more respect for entrepreneurs. I want to just clarify that by saying. In the podcast, I'm pretty sure I say I have a little more respect for entrepreneurs. The truth is I have a little more respect for people who are entrepreneurial minded. And that's not necessarily only people who start businesses. I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who take a lot of self-responsibility and who create and who um, work hard, of course and who, uh, who, who trailblaze. Let's put it that way. And those people aren't necessarily always people who start businesses. Because I, I realized the way I make that comment in this podcast, you know, it didn't sit well with me. So you're going to hear me talk about it. And, and afterwards, I just was thinking about it. I was thinking, God, I don't want it to sound like I don't respect people who don't start businesses. That's not at all what I mean. What I mean is I respect people who work hard, they're creative, they are trailblazers, uh, and, and those people exist all over the place, not just a, people who start businesses. There's plenty of entrepreneurial-minded people working inside of businesses um, who, you know, I was thinking about specifically radio people. There's a lot of radio people who are in, entrepreneurially minded. You know, they see their radio show as their business, and that's the thing that they're going to build, and they're going to run with that, and they'll brand it, and they'll um, they'll treat it like their baby. And so. Uh, I, I just again, I just want to kind of clarify that statement that's going to come up. In in the meantime, uh, I want to tell you, I just have a total ton of respect for Chris Kanye. Um, he put his money where his mouth was. You'll hear the story in this podcast, but here's a guy who's working at Entercom Radio. He's in a producer role. He's not happy. He feels he should be doing a lot more. Uh, you already see why I'm <laughs> why I'm in love with this guy. Sounding familiar to anyone else? And he puts his money where his mouth is and he quits. Leaves his job. Starts a podcast network. Starts a plumber plumbing business. By the way, we will talk plumbing in this podcast too. Um, and then they came crawling back to him. Right? They called him to say, hey, uh, we've got this thing. And it turns out to be a host role, a star role. On the number one morning show in Rochester for honestly, for years, the B has held that top spot. And they called him. And I love that story. And I don't want this to be misconstrued at all. I'm not trying to say that's what I hope happens to me. I have made it very clear there is currently absolutely zero interest in returning to radio. I have always said, never say never. But when I say never, say never, no time soon. I'm literally talking years down the road. If I see my business through, if things go well, you know, say we sell the company in 10 years and, you know, there's the opportunity to do radio again. I'm saying that. I'm not saying like, you know, six months from now or like Chris where it was a year or two off the air. Nothing like that. Just don't want my words to be misconstrued. Anyway, I'm rambling. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's go Browns. Let's go, Bills, and please enjoy my interview with the new morning man on the B, Chris Kanye. on so the the button goes up and that's on wait a second we're all tangled oh god See, here's the problem. Now that you're a professional radio guy, I need you to help me out with my wires.
1: I mean, you don't have to be a professional <laughs> radio guy to untangle a couple of wires, Polly. It's like a it's like a shoelace. <laughs> it's so good to have you here, man. Thank you for coming. Well, congratulations on this awesome facility. Shut up, new. congratulations to me. Congratulations to Dude, you. This looks brand new, but this is like tangible stuff. I just have a new title. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, I no. have a new part of the paycheck that says different words. That's Dude, it. You are you are the
0: only male on the number one morning show in Rochester for how many years
1: running? Now. Uh, they've done very well over the last, I'd say, 40 to 50 ratings periods. So whatever the math is to put that into per do, year.
0: Is a rating period is a quarter? Yeah, or, yeah. a quarter. So, God, I, I already am forgetting everything. Yeah, so
1: whatever, t- uh, 10 years or whatever, Jeez. they've been top Well, I remember
0: from looking at ratings, it was always kind of like the best you could hope for was second. Because the B was just going to be first. Like, you just knew it. Even
1: internally, when I worked for The Buzz and and PXY, it was the same kind of mentality. I mean, if you beat the B, it was like, you know, winning the the Olympics of radio in Rochester. So no pressure yeah i know, i know believe me oh believe me i know I think of it, that creeps into my head every single night before bed i'm sorry i didn't even think of it that way actually but
0: it is true right
1: i mean it's a great spot to be in that but there's pressure involved sure no yeah. it's it's a ton of fun and and you know uh being competitive like i am it, it's yeah. fun to be in that position it keeps me on my toes yeah. it's only been a week paulie but you know I, I definitely feel a change in perspective and mentality when you know walking to a radio station to do a radio show every day yeah you know it's you've been up the ranks up and down the ranks it's different when yep. you're the third fourth guy on the show you're that you're helping the the show, the people whose names are on the door, and, and all the pr- production and, and stuff like that, yeah. compared to when you're the, when you're the guy, you're the yeah. you're the one of three leads of, of of a big show, like you said.
0: Well, I'm so. You know, I'm j- now. That you see, there's so much stuff I can talk about now that I couldn't talk about before. That I always used to think about in comparison to where I worked versus where you worked, and still work, work again. Uh, and that is the competitive nature. You're a competitive guy, right? I know Pat Duffy's super competitive. Oh yeah, right? he's one of the he's uh, one of the
1: most competitive guys, especially
0: yeah. in the business. Uh, your your predecessor, me. He was a competitive yeah. guy, right? There's a lot of competitive people at Entercom and at iHeart. It's kind of like eh. We're just kind of like,
1: eh, doing our best. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny because unless you work in the industry, and even even that, unless you work in that exact building, because the, the point of radio is to make it come off as natural as possible. Hey, yeah. we're just here, just decided to bring this up in conversation, yeah. and you're is, hearing us. it. Is this a
0: professional radio mover right here to have a truck drive by while we're recording? <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: I, th- I saw you hit the sound effect button in the studio, <laughs> make it sound like a truck's driving by, uh, but what I'm saying is... is the, the point of being the, a good broadcaster will make it seem like just like yeah. a good stand up comedian will make it seem like they're just making stuff up with, off at yeah. the top of their head so I don't even know how competitive it is over at iHeart because I, cause I non, never work there I can much. I can vouch for intercom I mean guys like Pat Duffy guys like uh, when Newman was was in, uh, in charge of prepping the show for the B and and even Corey on PXY right Corey my, right, right and now myself we sit and sit in front of that computer two three hours a night yeah. minimum and you know it sounds silly cuz we only talk a couple minutes some shows only talk a couple minutes per hour in between songs and stuff like that but there's a real science and real work ethic that goes behind this kind of thing. So
0: no, I know I, we didn't prepare much at all, if anything, really. So if we go into any topics you want to talk about, let's not talk about it. But yeah. that used to kill me—the fact that you know I was the only one there that really, really gave a fuck—and it pissed me off so much. Am I allowed to curse, by the way, or is that like against the image of the? Are you okay, <laughs> it's do you want your me to podcast, stop? I, I know, but I don't want to like. <laughs> no, you no. might have some of your listeners listening, and I apologize if I curse.
1: Listen, I think every listener that <laughs> listens to our show has, has at least cursed okay. before. But I, I was, get, you know, I was getting
0: sick and tired of being like the one who wanted to to win and it was and you know and when you want to win but you have no power what are you going to do you you start a business on the side and you win over there (laughs) you know basically that's what i had to do but i think you can relate to that you had that feeling once right yeah
1: i mean it's no secret i was at intercom uh one one stint before for six years and i got to that position i felt like i had a lot to offer and i was being you know put into a, a box as the producer as the third guy as the guy who helps the talent shine which that's a, it's a fun spot to be in, you know, but I, I felt like I outgrew it quick, you mm-hmm. know, and, and nothing's more frustrating than being cooped up in a box that you know you can, mm-hmm. that you've outgrown and you can, you know, and I'm not going to lie, this is my opinion. Nobody's told me this, but I felt I could do better than the guy that was in front. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt like I was sitting on the bench and the quarterback was out there not doing as well as the team could do. Mm-hmm.
0: So, and you put I, your money where your mouth was, though.
1: I did. I left. I left Intercom uh not on the best terms just as a kind of hey we're parting ways type thing they weren't happy about it i was frustrated with it and you know it's tough to be frustrated with a situation. So you got to put a face to it, which is what I did, which looking back was immature, a little bit professionally. But I left and I I wanted to prove that I could put out content that people would want to see. And I did that with the podcast. You did.
0: You really did. I mean, you are so multi-talented. I appreciate that. Not just from a radio standpoint, though. And I'm going to say something right now it's going to seem a little pretentious. But I think a lot of people listening are going to think, oh, God, Polly, that's such an unattractive thing to say. I actually think you might relate to this, though. When I see an entrepreneur, which you are, I, get, I have just a, just a little more respect for an entrepreneur mm-hmm. than I do uh, most people I don't want to say but I have more respect different.
1: I, it's a different respect.
0: I understand that you have an understanding of work <laughs> yeah. ethic that normal people don't have. Oh yeah do you know what I mean Sure sure and sure. I know and I know that and I've noticed in the last few years that not every human has that level. And, and and I I know I think I have it. I know you have it. Mm-hmm. I see that. And when you put your money where your mouth was, you left and then you went and you're you know you're you're thunder thunder draining. Mm-hmm. And you're the doing your company, pl- yeah. yeah, your plumbing company, and you're doing your podcast network. I used just such a fan of yours. Well, I appreciate just, that. I used to watch that. and I would just go, God, I love this. Man, guy. I appreciate
1: it because it's hard for me to do that for myself. I do want to brag to people and I do you know talk about my accomplishments, but to feel like. You know, there's, there's a clip uh, from I don't know how long ago. It's it's P. Diddy. He's on a desk, and he's on a, a landline, right? And he's he goes, he's talking to somebody on the other end of the phone, and you don't know who it is, but he's talking about, like, getting something done. Well, listen, we'll, we could do it Saturday. We'll get it done. We'll have to make it happen. Okay? All right? All right, goodbye. He hangs up the phone. He stands up and just, like, just... Growls. He goes. I can do anything. Like, because apparently he did the impossible in the industry at that very moment in time. He's like, I can do anything. I can get it done. Put something in front of me, and I can do it. Yeah. I can do anything. What can't you do? I can do it. Seeing stuff like that, like I, I wish I could celebrate my stuff myself like that. No, in, you, in you deserve words, it. So. But
0: you're, you're also a pretty humble guy too. That's the thing is, you, are not going to sit here and go, look how amazing I am. Right. I'm, just, so I'm here to say, it. like well, I, I really that. think that about you. I would always see that, that work, that strong work ethic. But the thing I'm dying to know more than anything is the how do you end up back at Intercom? I mean who calls who? How does it all come to be?
1: Well um, I was just doing what I was doing the plumbing thing putting out trying to put out weekly podcasts and you know I can make excuses all day I should have you know with people who are doing it it's important like you are to stick st- stick to a schedule but yeah. stuff gets in the way procrastination, human flaw and stuff like that mm-hmm. but I was putting out as much as, uh, as I did. And uh, I was just approached by someone at Intercom and goes, hey, look, do you, you think you're done with radio? And I go, well, I, I love radio. Um, I don't think I'm ever considered done. I just wouldn't come back for anything but exactly what I'd want. Mm-hmm. And as crazy as that sounds, you know, it, what I meant was salary and more importantly, the position, the, the quarterback chair, the driver's seat, the, the brother wheeze, the, mm-hmm. the, the Spizzano, the Pat Duffy, the Corey, you know, the Elvis Duran, whatever you listen to. There's always a driver, driver's seat, you know, mm-hmm. the Howard Stern, whatever. And um, just so happens both of those things were available. You know, we went back and forth uh, for months. I, I went through the application process just like everybody else. Oh, did you really? You had yeah, to, like... Oh, yeah. I went on the website. Was there a job interview, or was it kind of like... No, uh, I had well. the same interviews as every, everybody else. Wow. I mean, I don't know if the same questions were asked or whatever. I'm sure, you know, I went through every corporate... Um, Mandated conversation that everyone else did. Yeah. And it came down to me and a couple other guys, is what I was told. Wow. And, so
0: you were down to it was a tryout yeah, type thing? Yeah. It was yeah. Like oh, a, I
1: went and sat in for two shows, and I don't know if anybody else did. I think I was, might have been considered one of the top candidates all along course, because yeah. I'm, I have a history with the company. Yeah. And you know, as well as everybody listening, that. Rochester is a very specific place mm-hmm. it takes a little bit a couple of years to get used to you it's not like going from Miami to New York or LA where it's big city big city big city we have our stuff here yeah and we like our stuff and yeah. you have to know your stuff to, to be welcomed yeah. you know it takes a while so I don't think they wanted that transition period bringing someone in from Pennsylvania or somewhere in the Midwest or whatever so
0: uh it, it all worked out it's funny I think I was just thinking to myself I was going I have people the biggest names in Rochester radio are they all born and bred in Rochester? So Weeze is, right? Mm-hmm. Who are the other big. Tommy Muley's not, right? Isn't he not from here? He's a Florida
1: guy, but he's been here for. Forever, Gates, yeah. so he's
0: basically a Rochester yeah. guy. Lonsbury is a Rochester guy. You know who wasn't? Kimberly and Beck, they weren't. They were yeah. from out of town. Duffy's a Rochester guy. Yeah, Gates, I think. Corey's a Rochester guy, I think. Corey
1: right? went to Brockport, but I think he's originally from Elmira.
0: Okay, well, so you know. But, but he went to Brockport. We, we claim the Elmiraans. out here. Okay, right? Right. We, we take them. We'll take them. They count. <laughs> so I'm thinking, but you're right, though. There has to be, you have to have strong ties. I'm trying to think of the exception. So Newman was from Texas, right? Yeah,
1: and he, he kept that accent the whole time. But with the format, yeah. it, it fit perfectly. I mean, the such Right. Lovable guy on the air. Right. By the way, I was saying, I told you this when I first saw you, you look like a country guy now. Well, the COVID <laughs> haircut stuck around. I, I, you know, went through that awkward phase of growing my hair out because I was like you. I got a haircut every two weeks at a, you know, barbershop on Monroe Ave. Shout out to GV3. Um, and COVID, everything shut down and. Got through the awkward phase of the, the length of hair for guys, and it started curling up and looking good. So I was like, "Screw it!" Yeah, this is
0: exactly right. Like if you, if you were on TV right now and you were singing a country song, I'd be like, "Yeah, it must be Luke Bryan or
1: something." I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know a ton about. Do you know a lot about country music? To be honest with you, um, I always had my favorite songs in the country genre. But yeah. uh, even as a kid, I never was like, "I'm a rap guy. I'm a rock guy. I, I, you know, I'm a country guy." It's, I like the songs. I like the hits. You know, I'm not a big deep dive music guy like Billy was uh, with Weeze and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and how some people are. But, uh, you know, I'm falling in love with the genre more and more because I'm listening to the station. Obviously, I want to be genuine about my my love for the music. So I am listening to it more and it's, grow- it's growing on you. Any country fan, I think, would say it grows on you. Sure. You know what I mean? Plenty of people are like, "Ugh, you know, I can't yeah. stand the, the, the dogs and the tractors. And it's not <laughs> like that anymore. You know, they talk about they sing just like the, the pop stars do about you know the, the pursuit of love and all that stuff it's a lot of relatable stuff so i'm learning to love it I, I think i would say i like it now i love certain songs but i'm learning to love the genre for sure so
0: how do they break the news to you that you're the guy um
1: how does that happen it was a slow process in, in a sense where it was not as fast as maybe your your old company put in a new show but because it was over <laughs> it was over the course of three four months and oh, you know wow, it li- so
0: it really was a long yeah
1: a little inquiry here you know, in there. And then, you know, we got to the brass taxes stuff, which was salary. And here's what it would be if you got it. Are you, should we just, should we keep considering you or should we move on? Stuff like that. Just like a regular interview process. It was just all remote and phone calls, no in-person stuff. So, yeah. Um, but eventually they're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to make you an offer. Here's the offer officially, blah, blah, blah. You have to accept and go. You know, I was, It came down to to opportunity and position. My responsibilities was important, because if I'm going to sit here and do nine jobs, you know, like some companies Amen. do it. Amen. Amen. Uh, it's just not worth it. Well,
0: what happens? You get spread too thin, right? So you're yeah. you're you're going to be the guy on the B. You got to be that guy, and that has to be your first job, right? Yeah, which and, it is. Yes, but right. What you're saying is so true. With with radio, they might hand you eight jobs, and then they all start to just kind of suffer a little because you're trying to get everything done. Yeah, even
1: uh, if you do the bare minimum on jobs one through six, or if number one job is the morning show, the the guy in the B, and you give bare minimum effort for job two through eight it's still going to yeah. take a huge impact i mean even being a week in on the show i'm sleeping prepping doing production and videos putting out social content and all of a sudden it's eight nine o'clock at night and i got <laughs> what six eight hours before the show starts the next morning i'm, I'm preaching Are you getting to the some choir
0: sleep? Are you doing yeah okay?
1: uh, i'm trying to figure out a schedule because um i do you know i wanted to hit the ground running with, yeah. with video content a fully prepped show the night before which you know some people that's common. Other shows they kind of just go in in the morning and see what's what and go for it. <laughs> what shows are you talking about? I really don't know. Uh, all my favorite shows
0: are the prep shows. So there uh, are some shows that I know of where the host is actually
1: deciding what to do in the moment, live on the air. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's doable. Very few people can do it, and even less people can do it well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, getting get, you know trying to figure out the sleep schedule. I'm a weekend. Oh. Nobody gets used to that three, four in the morning alarm clock yeah. people ask that all the time people ask me that in five years if I'm still around and go used to the schedule yet and I'll say no. There's no getting used to <laughs> that 4 a.m. Um schedule.
0: No, it slaps you right in the face every morning. Every morning. And it well, gets
1: harder throughout the week, you know, because you're not going to wake up before in the morning on the weekends. Well,
0: you know what I always found? That is the – I will say the one – and today I'm tired. You can probably see it in my eyes. I'm tired. I was here until 1 a.m. last night. Like, I'm just freaking – I'm going to be here again till 1 or 2 tonight. So I'm like – Yeah. I'm beat right now. But in general, I'm sleeping a little bit better than I used to. But that was the thing about that job I remember
1: was just you're always – Tired. Yeah, you're just always gonna be tired. You're giving up something for that time slot. While it's the most prestigious, and I think it will be for as long as radio's around, you're giving up some kind of part of your health, either long term or, yeah. dude, your skin, something, something, something's taking a beating a lot faster than it would if you had a nine to five, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. So they they call you. They they say, so it's a as you said, it's a slow process. But they tell you, oh, here's the offer. Here's what it's probably gonna be. And the offer's obviously good enough yeah. for you, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and and you you say yes right away or do you kind of like play a little ball or what no
1: well in any other situation i would have played ball i mean i'm from new jersey man i love negotiations it's fun it's fun to string people along to be honest (laughs) it's fun it's that business nature that competitiveness inside me but i'm not stupid the writing's on the wall advertising's down across the country in every medium except for what youtube and and digital and stuff like that so i know that the, the salary was the salary the package was the package the vacation the bonus it was all that was it if it wasn't me they were gonna have to go to the next guy as much as they liked me and to, to be you know Frank it's a lot more than what I was making before as yeah. the producer um, you know relatively speaking and I know that I'm gonna get in there and make myself indispensable and ask for the world next time around you know it's I'm, I'm I can be patient with that. Because I have the other sources of income while, you know, the B morning show is priority. And that's just not some crap that I told them to get the job. This job is priority, and if a plumbing call comes in here and there on the weekends, I'll go do it because I. Oh, I can uh, still call you. Sure, absolutely. Okay. All right,
0: because my wife hasn't learned how yet to not get her hair in the goddamn drain. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I, is that just all women. I guess they just oh, the did, hair was, in the drain. I pulled
1: hair out of a drain an hour ago. I'm not joking. <laughs> I went and banged out a service call before this, but um, yeah, you know, I know I'm going to get in there, prove myself, and there's just certain strategies that. And, and, and you'll be in a position
0: to negotiate too next time. That's the other thing that exactly. you know, and oh, yeah. they know that too. But you know that you'll be in a position because now you're you're going to be on a top morning show now for a few years. Yeah. And if you get put into a position where you have to renegotiate, there's going to be other companies interested in talking to you now. Sure. And maybe they weren't before. You never know. That I don't know and, for sure. and, you know,
1: I think I, I, I'd i like to think that I'm going to, because I think I already have, bring in, personally, bring in more revenue to the company. My goal in this first year is to cover my salary, Whatever I'm making a year, I want to be paid for by advertisers that personally that? come in because of me, either because they like me or because of the content I'm putting out, the video content, uh, relationships relationships I've had with them, you know, when I was on the radio before or, or made with them with my other businesses. But I want to personally cover my salary at least by this time next year because, you know, I tried it. And this is what I told them, Paulie, with the podcast thing, for people who don't know, I, I, I had a couple shows come into my studio and uh, do their, do their podcast, whether it's real estate, CBD, fitness, whatever. And my goal was to get advertising for them, take a cut, and build a business that way. It's very tough. It's very tough. I have more empathy than ever for salespeople and radio. Oh, Building, it's a hard job. Pursuing oh, yeah. relationships, keeping them upselling, everything in between. So now I am Mr. Mr. Company Guy in a sense where you need something to close this deal for me. Whether it's an extra effort where I'm not immediately getting compensated or getting compensated at all, I'm your guy. Let's grow together. I want to be. I want to have my name on all of this. That right
0: there is what. I mean that if you say that and you sit true. in an office and say that anybody will hire you. It's true. Man. It's the greatest. I, I
1: have nothing but but you know empathy for these salespeople. They're, oh, they're, and they're doing this just to make their money. You yeah. know? So to sit and be like, oh, I'll get around to it and be this radio talent. Who what am I? What do I get out of it? It's that that guy's gone. That guy's dead because I, I you tried. to feel those
0: guys around? <laughs> but, but it's <laughs> yeah. it's being. The way you are is yeah. You, oh, I'm at your they're, disposal. They're man. lucky to have you, man. That's fantastic. And that's
1: one of those things that if you put in that work ethic oh, and build those relationships, that money, that money will come. The good, the stuff that you want, at first, the extra cash, the perks, whatever, the notoriety, it'll come. Just put in the effort for these people and 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 your team, and I really believe that it'll you, all pay off down you, the road.
0: You know what you're talking about. There's an actual principle you're talking about regarding brand building. Mm-hmm. You're talk, There's a there's a saying. It's something about. It's something like. You're building a brand not selling a product yes and that's what you're doing you're building a brand and a brand over time becomes valuable and turns into money uh but what you're describing is just that you're saying i'm building myself into a brand over the next you already have to a certain extent and you're just going to continue to
1: and there's a there's a person i'm pretty much emulating and this is not to say that all the other talent in the market and at intercom aren't fantastic because they're all good at what they do but i think somebody who's a little you know in the spotlight for this is sandy waters she's very client friendly and i hate that phrase because you should be more than friendly to yeah. somebody who wants to give you their money because they trust you and the people you work for so she's great with clients she puts in the effort her attitude's fantastic and i'm learning from what i saw her do when i was working with her previously at Entercom. and so you know it, it's nice to have somebody who's in the building who's kind of Put on, put on a pedestal in, in those aspects to kind of try to learn from. Cause you know, I'm, again, I'm a more get business. To, okay, what do you need from me? Check, check, check. Here, no problem. Nice to see you. Nice, nice knowing you. You're good at this too. You're on all these boards, and you have everybody knows you and loves you, and your podcast gets thousands That's and thousands nothing. of downloads. Not thousands and thousands. Yeah, a yeah, thousand come on, maybe. come on, come
0: on, come on. A thousand, a couple. I'll be honest with you. The, there's two topics I do where people I get a lot of clicks. Uh, radio topics like this, uh-huh. or food. Those are the two. You know, well, so I mean, so maybe this attention. one will do okay. I'm scared to death of bees, by the way. I'm oh, getting this, a tech, This but.
1: is uh, my mascot here. This is. Uh, no. oh. <laughs> that was so corny. I'm going for that corny I didn't morning even show. You think humor. about that? that was, <laughs> no, that was hilarious. Um, Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I think... going to sting me, isn't he? I'm good at entertaining. I think I'm good at knowing what is topical, what's viral. I'm good at entertaining people, I think. And that's where I'll pat myself on the back. I know what to look for, what's going to do well on social media. Are you hard
0: on yourself, by the way? Do Uh, you ever have sets? I mean, you're a competitive guy. So, and and we all know not every set's going to be a 10 out of 10, right? Do you have times you get off the air and you go, God damn. Does that happen?
1: I like to, uh, especially with this new ensemble, Terry Clifford, who is just a beam of light. I mean, that is is yeah. cliche and corny as that sounds. She's funny, man. She's one of those one of those people who, you know, women, men, one of those people who she say something, you're like, holy crap, did that just come out of your mouth, Terry Clifford? <laughs> and then T.J. Sharp, who's been there for a couple of years, is just a pro. I mean, I think people once she's once there's a little shell on the outside of her, where she doesn't know some of the stuff that she says is just pure gold Uh. and so funny and so relatable once once we get that shell off of her i think she's going to be one of the one of the most uh popular radio people in in rochester for sure she just has such a plethora of content with kids and her you know her family members and the the way she talks and the way she's so vulnerable but about being quote unquote redneck and having these like you know Dump, jumping in the dumpster to get a pallet out so she can make furniture at home, like stuff like that. As you know, I can. Does see. she need pallets, by the way? <laughs>
0: if I had a truck, I would totally bring it.
1: In. I'll bring you some pallets. If I'll not, d- tell me where to drop them off. Because uh, this ensemble, you know, Terry Clifford is the veteran. T J is is the pro, and I am I'm the the competitive, hustle super over the top organizer and I think we're going to have something special in a couple of years once people catch on to it for real
0: but but here's the thing you are going to have something special But he, you're talking about both of them and their life stages where they are how it's such great content your life stage too sure. now this part might be the most uncomfortable part but let's be honest you're coming up on some big stuff sure. in your personal life probably yeah, yeah, yeah. not that I know anything you know <laughs> but it, 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 you're coming up on on the things where you're, you're you know things like getting married having a house having a baby things like that mm-hmm. those are such relatable people are going to love you through all that, yeah, and, they're gonna love hearing your journey through all those things.
1: And I'm an open book, man. I love talking about that stuff because, yeah. you know, again, I'm a I'm a punchless guy. Let's get stuff done. Let's get stuff done. Let's get stuff done. So, when people ask about it, I'm like, here's exactly what's happening. No sugarcoating. How would I deal with this? Give me advice. How how do you, have you done dealt with this and stuff like that? Because. Again, I don't like to beat around the bush with stuff like that. So that's exciting to share because you're right. Meredith is the best. I'm not getting better than that, and that's not a settling thing. That's just like she's 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 got all. She checks all the boxes and stuff. And
0: I I I, I like I've only met her like twice. I freaking love her. I follow her on the social media. She's hilarious. She's the funniest person I know for for real. I told you I was gonna send you home with a box of random sauce. It's not really for you. (laughs) It's mostly for her.
1: I'm not touching those things. I'm trying to get on her good side. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to get on her bad side. It really is. That's it's funny because you know everybody asks about her i'll get out of the car at a barbecue or, or an event but where's narrative i'm like well, I'm, you know i'm here too i have <laughs> stuff to offer too i get a little jealous <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that stuff's coming up for sure. How there's did you a, meet her? There's a ring in the future, and, and of course, hopefully a baby. Oh. We're buying a house. Oh, my um, goodness. Wait a minute. Breaking yeah. news. Look no, at all this no, stuff. No, no, come on. Every, it's, people, people know. <laughs>
0: well, you know what's tough is when it's so inevitable like this. Now you still have to manage to make it somewhat of a surprise, sure. right? No, so, well, like,
1: that's fun, to, too. Yeah. that's fun. How did you guys meet? Uh, through mutual friends, you know. But uh, well, you you didn't know anyone here, right? You moved here cold? 23 years old. I got the job with Kimberly and Beck. I uh, was working backroom room producer in, at WPLJ, which – uh is the nfl of radio you know new york city Mm -hmm. and uh it's a good morning america of news Mm -hmm. however you want to put it and um i wanted to be on the air and the guy (laughs) the guy who's actually in charge of almost everything i do now way up in corporate in new york city the new was the new pd in in new york city at the time and he goes dude i can't put you on the air you have no experience this is the number one market i go okay i'll go out and get experience and and i'll be right back i came up to rochester at 23 years old drove up my Toyota Highlander. Didn't even have a bed. Moved in with uh, Rath who's actually yeah. still with iHeart.
0: I, I, I believe you interviewed with Danger at Gines.
1: I interviewed with Danger at Gines because we ran into I you. I met you that day, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> um, and I got the gig, and I was making very little money. I yeah. took a th- I'll tell you what, I took it 13000 000- I wasn't making any money in New York City. Yeah. Like crappy New York City money. Like the worst. I yeah. was probably breaking even. And I took a $13,000 pay cut to come here. Wow. Because I was like, oh, everything's cheaper up there. I could afford it. Barely. Barely could afford a $300 a month rent. Yeah. Stuff like that. But anyway, it moved up, and I've been in Rochester ever since. I went through the Kimberly and Beck firing the first time. Um, <laughs> they uh, they had a summer on the buzz with no talent, with no morning show, I should say. I was kind of just doing backroom stuff, running traffic, all that other and stuff. And were you bugging them at the
0: time, saying, put me in there, put me
1: in put I was dying in. to get on. Yeah, I was yeah. dying to be the guy. Little did I know, I was way far away from any impression of them you know wanting to do that yeah, with me yeah so then Spazzano and sandy came over we gave it a whirl for three four years and i just i just hit the walls of that box hit the ceiling of the box no mm-hmm. knock to them they're obviously there for a reason they're professionals they're, professionals. they're rochester radio veterans but it they're just, not going anywhere like you said exactly yeah. it just didn't it just didn't click for me anymore yeah. you know i just felt like i wanted to do maybe not more just i would call it a different thing with the show i wanted mm-hmm. to be more competitive and anxious and on top of it all and hustle 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 like
0: and and are they a little more like what i was describing things that i heard a little
1: more like yeah we're gonna show up and do a show it'll be great i mean they put the prep in i I can't i'll give them that but they're just a different way they're more maybe they know each other after working for 20 years or whatever and they know that they're confident and can go in and and bang out a good show a decent show a passable show however their 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 boundaries are you know they serve a purpose they play that music that they play on the buzz and they're not doing the, the worst. They're doing, you know, they're doing Spazano and Sandy show that they've mm-hmm. done for years, just a little older. And I give them credit for that. Um, but I just, I don't know. I'm just a fast paced guy that grew up on a construction site, grew up doing plumbing. If you didn't move your ass, even if your dad was the boss, if mm-hmm. you didn't move your ass, you lost the day's pay. You're, you're not coming back the rest of the week. So that's in my blood. It's in my DNA. So if we're sitting there kind of just getting by or whatever, I, I ugh, you know, it's, the, it's the, the ratings day were my favorite days, Polly. When the ratings would come out, Certain people in the building would say, um, you know, if the ratings were good, damn man, we're kicking ass. <laughs> we're the best show around. Ratings were bad. Oh, fluke. Must have been <laughs> a fluke. Can't be us. We're the best show around. So that's every radio station. Then? I think it's every. Ra- you know. It's,
0: I think the radio station I was working at had
1: a four-year fluke or something. <laughs> Dude, it's and it's it's uh, been a fluke for five straight years. It's uh, it's a it's optimism, <laughs> but it's overextended. I think. Which you know, there's people who are like that. I'm just not like that. How could we? Be, how could we be better, no matter what? And I think Entercom recognized that. And you know, as as frustrated as I was with them before, um, I, I think it's the absolute right move. I'm fully confident. I'm confident in the leadership. I'm confident yeah. in the company. Uh, they're obviously confident in me. They offered me something very fair. Uh, with plenty of opportunity to, to grow. You know, hopefully this COVID stuff is over soon and everything gets back to normal and people have the budget to advertise and stuff like that and we get back to the level we were. I'm confident that we will because, you know, I think what's happening here, and I don't know if you wanted to get to this, but... I do. I think we're seeing the next generation of Rochester Radio.
0: Yes, I definitely want to talk about this.
1: I think we're getting to the next generation.
0: You, you, you know, it's all the same people we've already named, but it's, you know, you, Duffy, Corey, right? You got that Breezy on on uh, PXY mm-hmm. as well, right? Yep. There's some young people starting to rise a little bit in radio. And and I'll be honest, if, you know, it's for us to, I, I kind of got to still bite my tongue a bit. But like it's all, it seems like it's all. Entercom kind of gets that. They're like,
1: hey, we need a little youth going on here. I'm so happy that that you said that because I agree. Oh you know, yeah, the they, other, look in, they look into the future, you know,
0: a little bit. They look into the future. They invest in young talent. Uh, and and the company I used to work for, I don't. I got to be real careful because I honestly I do have a. a I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but I have a, a deal where I'm not supposed to disparage the company. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess I just said it. I don't even think I'm supposed to say that I have a deal where I'm not supposed to disparage the company. <laughs> but I, you know, I don't know. I walk the line a little on that. Sure. But it did. It does seem like the philosophy of Entercom was always, let's find future talent they and invest they invest and and the philosophy of iheart was let's buy already established talent right i just saw it happen over and over and over sure sure
1: no and, I, I believe that they do and it's the right yeah. move and we we need a um farm system i've said this to you over the years yeah. you know, plenty of time we needed a farm system and you know duffy's duffy's story is he went he was with Spizzano and Sandy on PXY. Bill Moran came over to iHeart. They mm-hmm. plugged Duffy in and he's look at him, man. They're they're crushing. They're the number one show in the demographic, if not the market, time and time again. And yeah. puts the work in. He really does. And you know
0: And you saw that Duffy effect too, because if I remember correctly, that was about when that happened, right? Sure. Was when he came in. That really that show started ticking up. Oh, C M
1: F was a five or six place, I think. Yeah. And I don't know why. And and no knock to anybody who was on the show, but whatever Duffy is doing, you know. It, it's working it's been working and it will continue to work the guy puts in the work he cares about that show you know this is probably his fourth biggest care in in the world after his wife and kids i I really i really believe that
0: well now you're so you're a a multi-threat you're uh, i was gonna say triple threat but you're just a multi-threat regarding putting out content right you're doing radio Mm -hmm. but you're also going to take your clip the audio's on demand the video's on demand there's that you you are that guy is that the future of radio Because I think the one the only negative I can think of when you say radio is getting younger, it's getting younger. The only thing I can think of is, is the younger audience listening to as much radio as they used to be.
1: I think if they fall in love with you or invest in you when they see you where they already are, which yeah. is social media, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, in a world of, of a thousand outlets for content, YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, radio, uh, any kind of... Digital platform, uh, everything. You could listen to a YouTube video in your car, right? You could hear your favorite celebrities talk about their most intimate details about their life. You have to do something. You have to go where they are already. I-, I believe, at least, you know. There's no more like you have to come to the radio to hear this. No, no, no. We have to go where you are already, which is Facebook, social media, stuff like that, to get you. You, you, you're not going to come get us. There's just too much. Like the we talk about friction a lot. In, in radio right do you have to click this sign up for this sign this disclosure go to this website and go back to here they're going to fall off step two or three right mm-hmm. so i think even turning on the radio and finding that station that you're on is friction right so if you go with them where they are and put out content put out value first and then ask them hey why don't you tune in to us tomorrow they i feel like listeners would kind of feel like they owe you something right hey you made mm-hmm. me laugh why not yeah, let me let me check you out in the morning why not let me uh you know uh i don't know if i could say this <laughs> let me uh let me vote for you when it's time to vote for my favorite radio station
0: oh yeah oh yeah whether yeah, it
1: yeah. be an uh, online survey or, or a poll or whatever oh that's right there's that's right you have to be very careful about how you talk about yeah we'll have to probably place. stop right there but um <laughs> that's fine <laughs> uh you know what i mean like yeah. you know go where they yeah. are and give them value and i think i think giving them something to laugh at or connect with on video uh is giving them value and plus it's intimate this is what we look like the days of you know oh my gosh that voice sounds familiar are kind of over you know hey it's that guy i saw on the b facebook page oh yeah i remember when you talked about how you hate when people announce that you're in the car when someone calls them on speakerphone which you talked about today it drives me (laughs) nuts it feels like you're hiding something well yeah because it feels like you're saying like don't say anything bad about chris uh, hey i'm on the hey i'm just in the car with chris Kanye. what's going on it's like whoa 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 what was he gonna say yeah so (laughs) so stuff like that you know to see my good point to see my face or to see terry's face which is gosh it's a completely different um uh, content experience to hear a break on the air, especially when you're distracted and driving, than to watch us on the toilet or wherever you watch your videos yeah. or watch us in the office on break or whatever. So,
0: how what is how have you guys been handling the? I mean, we've got right now in Rochester, we've got one of the most serious topics there's ever going to sure. be and you guys are a show where you're doing you know you, you, you guys are very topical and you want to talk about topical things but it's also lighthearted a lot right, right. i mean it, it, but this is almost unavoidable mm-hmm. and it's extremely polarizing any way you fall somebody's gonna say you're an idiot right how do you handle these serious topics like what we have going on right now it
1: sounds like a cop-out but i really believe um, that all of us are in agreement with this i think we or strive to be the escape you know while it's happening right in our backyard and we do cover it you know we have 13 wham uh do news blocks and we talk about it here and there we're not dismissing it we're not saying it's not happening we're not saying we're not passionate and compassionate for for people on on both sides you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i like to think that hey if you go to other places to get your news whether it's the internet other radio stations etc or tv um if you want to break from it, you come to us. You know, you, you, you want to escape a little bit of what's going on. Again, we don't dismiss it. We don't ignore it. But we strive to be leaning on the side of let's talk about something else. Let's take a breather for a while and talk about this speakerphone, this, this speakerphone pandemic epidemic that's going on. That's that's you know, going, uh, sweeping the country and making everyone uncomfortable. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, I personally uh, don't sit and watch the news and politics nonstop. I couldn't tell you half of the stuff that do you you have
0: people from back home though right now texting you saying dude rochester's on the news oh sure are are you okay are you
1: safe yeah Yeah. like i said it's hard to it's hard to not talk about it but again uh, other people are better at it yeah well
0: and and diving into that it's just you just can split your audience no matter what you do right yes even that's from that strategic
1: standpoint yeah Yeah. you're gonna you're gonna piss off half the people And and paulie if you text if you texted me six months ago or six months from now and you say hey did you see what this politician said and blah, blah. i'd be like that's crazy like i would kind of be like i don't i don't know it's not that i don't <laughs> yeah. care i care about the country i care about the people who vote and jobs and and how everything gets shifted with a certain leadership but uh, man i i'm just the i'm the class clown i want to be the, the, the escape you want to joke about yeah. something i'm your guy
0: why is i'm under the impression that drano just does not work is <laughs> Because I have to buy Drano all the time because my wife sheds. Uh-huh. I don't know how my wife's not bald. I know. I know. I've already talked about this. Uh, Drano does not seem to work for me. Am I? I know this was like a harsh change of subject. No, but. sure.
1: Drano, I, I feel is more. It's not going to disintegrate hair. And you know, even when I put a, a, a snake down the drain, a 120 volt uh, general p- pistol snake is what we call it. Goes 25 feet. The coil is like 3 eighths long. It's it's a metal snake. It's going to get out everything. Of steel. Yeah. It pulls the hair back. It doesn't it doesn't destroy the hair uh. doesn't it pushes it down the drain or pulls it back so if my steel cable isn't gonna rip apart your hair draino isn't gonna do it plus unless you have PVC pipes if you have that old brass old copper old cast iron it's pretty terrible for your pipes it's more of like a build-up clock like if you have soap gunk, and um and uh you know laundry just sludge and stuff like that, it might dilute and break that down but solid clogs no way
0: what's the craziest thing you ever pulled out of somebody's drain? uh
1: let's see uh sunglasses cell phones uh, oh. i pull out uh what did i pull i think i pulled out a tape measure once oh my god um no crazy animals a lot of feminine products which is gross no animals oh, yeah. i don't yeah. think uh tree roots tree roots are a bad one but the craziest thing was probably a, a cell phone It was an automatic flusher. Sorry to cut you off. It's an automatic flusher. So I think the woman, or I think it was a woman because it was the women's room, had it in their back pocket. So they sit down. All of a sudden, they hear, oh, "Oh, shit. And they get up and turn around, and the flusher goes off and sucks it down the drain. Oh, no. That's what what I backed it out and, uh, you know, profiled it as. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know what's great about uh, plumbers, though, is, I mean, you guys, you can pretty much get whatever. Because I am so... At your mercy. I need what you can do. I don't call you till it's an emergency, mm-hmm. and then when you come, it is an emergency. And I've just always thought plumbers, you guys, I mean, can make some money doing Oh plumbers. yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. I grew up
1: doing it. My stepdad's a plumber. I have a licensed uh, plumber brother who's in Long Island. My sister runs a, a drain cleaning and plumbing company down in New Jersey. It's Family of plumbers. We all know what. Yeah, we all have a backup plan. Which God, I can't thank my stepdad enough for that. You know, it was a, it was a pain in the ass getting up at seven in the mornings. You know, July third. <laughs> to go to work while all my friends are skateboarding and and going to somebody's pool. But uh, it's gotten me out of um, tough spots when I moved up here and was making under $30,000, under $30,000 a year. Uh, And I would go on Craigslist and see if anybody needed any kind of handyman work. I was digging ditches for like 50 bucks to try to make rent. And it's all because I have that mechanical inclination and, and work ethic, to be honest. But with you people, have the work ethic, pro, right. From my right. stepdad. I got to yeah. give him all the credit for that.
0: Yeah. You, um, That's you, why I love
1: radio, man. When I when I got into the corporate world, I'm like, this is all we have to do? This is it? I know. All Send right. this, do that? I'm Wait, I can, I'm clean after work?
0: Wait, hold on. Let me Tell me if you can relate to this. It's goddamn, doing <laughs> too, too, too much radio shit talk. But what about people who go and do a four or five hour radio show and call it a day?
1: Yeah, I mean, you just can't do it. I don't I, there was a day where you could do that when you know radio was the rock star. You go open yeah. the newspaper, and um, and uh, read it read it into a microphone, and that's it. And that's why you know it takes a long time for turnover because mm-hmm. these this is all these guys did and these women did, and they're you know it's hard to it's hard to blame them. I mean, there's some people who evolve and adapt, but it's hard to blame them when you make. You know six figures way into the six figures for how many years reading a newspaper into a microphone you're getting paid five hundred to a thousand bucks to show up to a restaurant for two hours and then all of a sudden a thousand different venues of competition come in like i said the spotify's the youtubes and stuff like that and they go oh now now you're not just a radio host you're a videographer you're a podcaster you're a sales guy you're this and if you want to keep you know being on top you have to do all these things or you got to make the little guy do it for you
0: <laughs> yeah yeah this is a question plumbers get asked all the time but and I'm sorry for this yeah. but the uh, the notion of having to fuck around in somebody's shit mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. their shit yeah how do you just mentally get over that?
1: Grew up I mean it sounds gross but grew, grew up doing it you know I it just doesn't bother you. Uh, yeah I, I'll tell you what yeah. I, I don't know if this is weird but yeah I could work especially when I'm at work. If you if there was if you just went here on the ground right now i like I might <laughs> that was gross I'm yeah like, but if I if I'm going with my gloves on and you know I, I don't get in Tyvek suit but I have you know I buy expensive gloves that are, yeah. you know well, you're just
0: in work mode mentally work mode. you're in work it's not, mode that's
1: not it's not sh- it's yeah not shit it's waste yeah you know that's it's just my brain switches like oh, that but professional. uh but I'm not super Very tough professional. I'm not super tough and you know. Super, you know, gross, uh, gross of a guy. My fingernails are clean and everything. And I'll yeah. tell you what: if you sat here and, and pulled out a toothbrush and started brushing your teeth in front of me, I would I'll probably throw up. That's gross. I to can't you? stand watching somebody brush their teeth in movies, in person. I could see myself in the mirror and stuff like that, but seeing wow. you with a toothbrush and that soap and your spit—that makes me keel over. You Better and get over
0: off. it when you have kids, by the way. Oh, uh, <laughs> I know. We're in toothbrush stage right now with yeah. Leo, and uh, we watch- yeah. <laughs> we have to put Elmo on TV, and Elmo has a song: "Brush, mm-hmm. brushy, brush, brushy, brush, brush." And that's the only way we can get him to brush his teeth is if Elmo's brushing his teeth on TV, and that's gross. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm oh sorry. yeah. He's just playing the
1: violin. <laughs> with oh, <his> <laughs> just oh. sh- watching a two-year-old brush their teeth. Yeah. It's- but anyway, that's, that crosses <laughs> me. Out. I don't know how I got past that. I don't know if it's the, the you know the little seed in my head that goes, "This is money. You're making what a doctor makes right now." You know, because typically when you see stuff like that, an yeah. uh, average service call starts at three hundred dollars. You yeah. know what I mean, yeah. Uh, so you're like, okay, I'm making. You know, if I get this done, the faster I get this done, especially if you're a guy like me that charges per job, not per hour. Um,
0: well, the other thing you have, and this is what I get jealous. So in my business, people will shop, right? They'll come to me. They've got a barbecue sauce. They want to make it. They're going to shop several factories, and they're going to go with you know an array of things. Price, obviously being a big thing, decide who they're going to go with. With plumbers, if I got shit backed up in my basement, and you show up at my house. You can almost say any number and I have to. Yeah, I don't have a choice. But the fact
1: that you just said that makes me think everybody knows that, which I don't wanna I don't wanna be that guy. Like I, I mean it sounds like I'm just trying to be, you know, a sales guy here and get you to call me for plumbing. But man, I've been in tight spots and to t- get taken advantage of like that. The fact of the matter is, typically unless it's something really bad, say your sewer's backed up and it's coming up in your basement and it's go it's starting to flood your whole basement chances are i can get in and out of there in under an hour but i have the right equipment which i do i know what i'm doing which i also do and you know i have the freedom to just okay let me just get this done and this is how much it's going to be i'm three four hundred bucks you know there's guys will go in on you know holidays or sundays and get a thousand bucks for the same thing it's like i'll get my same three four hundred bucks for this uh you know depending on the situation and um call me back when you need other stuff. You're going to call me back and you're going to tell five people how wonderful it was. I came on Thanksgiving and you only spent 200 bucks for a plumber on Thanksgiving and your sink was clogged. I mean, how many people is... is the housewife in Penfield going to tell about this. Every show, Every yeah. Every single person, especially Everybody. with Facebook, it's this free advertising avenue. Yeah. It's not worth it to me to, to rob people, especially in the, a tight-knit climate like Rochester. Have you been
0: out on Thanksgiving or Christmas? Or? <laughs> day after yeah.
1: Thanksgiving, most popular day of the year for <laughs> plumbing clog calls. Yep. People put mashed potatoes down the drain. I probably snake... Oh, that's the big one. I probably yeah. snake 10 to 20 sinks the weekend after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Kitchen it, It's sinks. all mashed
0: potatoes going down the drain? Mashed
1: potatoes, uh, the, gr- the grease from the turkey, um, plus you have a company over, so they're using more, uh, you know, obviously toilet paper and grease stuff. and turkey can't go that's bad i mean just the the absorbent amount of, oh yeah, know, yeah. If, if grease you shouldn't really put down the drain i always do because i could fix it if i had to but yeah. if i'm telling a customer again you should know how long your sink drain line is as well if you have a if you have 40 50 feet of of two inch pvc going from one end of your house to the other and it's not dumping into that main stack that's three or four inches long i mean unless it's pitched a lot that grease is going to settle in there because think about this. There's no pressure going down your drain line. It's not like a water line where it's shooting like a pressure washer or a garden hose. It's just falling. Drains rely on gravity. Yeah. So grease, food, stuff like that, it kinda, it'll sit there. It's not going to make it all the way. Inside of your pipe isn't going to be clear. It's probably going to be half full, which what looks like a uh, cake batter. Like pound cake. You know what I mean? Not to gross you out, but I wouldn't put grease down my (laughs) drain. Now we're talking about stuff that grosses me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But potatoes is the thing. I got nabbed by the potato thing once. Everyone learns that lesson once, I think. Everyone will put a bunch of potatoes down once and then go, oh, I can't do that. If your
1: sink drain goes right into your stack line, that big three or four inch pipe within a couple feet, you probably wouldn't have to call me for a while unless it gets caught in the trap. But if it's that long run, which some of them are... Plus, a lot of times, uh, sink lines and and laundry lines tie in together, which is an awful combination. You have grease and everything from cooking with soap, scum, and everything that comes off your clothes in the washing machine. So I I do those a lot as well.
0: Uh, Can I bring up something that might be hurtful or tough? Didn't your father just pass away? Yeah,
1: back in uh, May. I'm I'm so sorry. A couple days ago was his first birthday since his passing. Yeah, He uh, committed suicide. Didn't see it coming at all. He jumped off a, a bridge in down in New Jersey where he's from, where I'm from, where he lived. No signs? Uh, man, he make jokes here and there. That's the thing, man. And this is what I really want to do with the, the voice I'm going to have on this, on this yeah. station, on the B, is I want to bring some awareness to uh, the stigma of men's mental health specifically. Everybody... Obviously has can have mental health issues, but mm-hmm. I think there's a huge stigma with communication with men. You and I could sit here and bust balls, and I could be like, oh boy, hopefully I'm dead before then." And mm-hmm. what are you gonna do?
0: Yeah, you Circle. don't. I don't know if you're serious, right? Right, right. I you're, doubt. I doubt ty- you're serious. You're, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: Typically, you'd be like, ah, "That's you know funny," especially if it's positioned in a in a good punchline, you yeah. know. And you know, looking back, I hear I, I remember I see the signs of my dad going, you know, uh, you know just jump, jump off a bridge or you know think I'll make this drop make this jump like st- saying eerie stuff like that I actually have a video of him going and saying that in my apartment a couple months before or maybe wow. a year before he went and he even laughed it off he laughed really? it off like we laugh off when we're making fun of other people we're from New Jersey blue collar guys we bust chops bust balls yeah. as, uh, better than the, better than anybody I know as good as as good as the top guys you know <laughs> in professionally comedians and stuff like that we're, we're busting chops that's all we do so to hear him say these things, I didn't think twice of it. And you know, uh, you know, so I do want to bring uh Do you know a, what he suffered from? Just depression. It had or? to be depression. Uh yeah. he was he was a big drinker always, but in a party sense. Um He's a happy drunk? Uh yeah, I think so, but then uh, after drinking he would he would uh, do cocaine as well. Um, uh he would just to keep the party going and stuff like that. Yeah. And if you when you do cocaine, uh I I forget the way to word it medically, but it's a stimulant, so the next day or after you come down from the high and the drunk, uh, you have a dopamine deficiency, i think it is. So you where go low. you kinda go really yeah, low, yeah. really depressed. You know that depression that comes with yeah. hangovers. I mean, multiply that by ten. Yeah. So uh I think years of doing that. He always kinda had that that, that um I don't know if the phrase is the monkey on his back or the, the on his shoulder, whatever it is, some kind of some kind of thing pulling him down and um he came up here, you know, it's funny, he came up here in March and he helped me build this, the, the Rochester Podcast Network studio, which you've seen pictures of, which... It's beautiful. It's very impressive. Yeah. You know, it's thanks to him. He did a lot of, a lot of work there, constru- straight up construction, like building, framing walls and stuff like that. And uh, he was proud of it. I was proud of it. And then a couple months later, man, he just, I just you know, I got a text in the middle of the night two in the morning which i've received uh, before what a nightmare uh and he goes uh you know i'll always love you. something something intimate like that I, I just know i'll always love you and i woke up thinking nothing of it, thinking he's drunk maybe a little high just getting emotional which he's done they found his truck on the bridge man and, uh, and they did search for him for a couple days and got the news i'm so tough. sorry no I, I know sorry. i appreciate that and people have been Were so you nice. close to him
0: because you, you yeah, mentioned your stepfather before right
1: so yeah, my dad was like the older brother you okay know? he didn't have 60 bucks in yeah. his pocket You know He would come up I'd pay his way Happily because Especially as I became More established As you know A young uh, As in my early 20s When he asked me for money I'm like I barely have money man Like you're killing me You know And I would, he'd guilt me Into giving it to him And I resented him but for that. A, that Isn't that's a
0: tough position To be in where your parent Is asking you for money
1: Yeah When you're in your 20s it's tough it's hard right because you're still a kid i resented him for that you're still a kid you're making i'm making nothing and you're making
0: nothing right and 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 to have a a parent who's like you're dependent Mm -hmm. he's dependent on you a lot of kids in their 20s are still dependent on their parents i mean that's and then how how how, how are you doing with that
1: well uh well back then i resented him for it because i'm like come on man you can't you don't have 50 bucks till friday you know you need me to do it and I would always cave in, and I would hit them up for it, and eventually it was just a charity thing where I was like, okay, I'm not getting this back. Mm-hmm. Later in life, I'm like, I, I'm i happy to pay for time with my dad, especially now looking back. I'm glad I had this mental yeah. shift in the last, I'd say, five years when I started making a little bit more money. Um, and I could afford to pay for another person or two, my girlfriend, and, you know. um you know, obviously, I treat to dinner and stuff like that. Try to be the chivalrous guy, but when I fly my dad up, you know, I paid for his airfare. I paid for everything. He bring eighty bucks with him and stay for four days and blow it in the first <laughs> at the first lunch. You know, <laughs> and it spent three to five hundred bucks on him, and you know that was worth it to me. And I'm glad I could say that while he was still here, than rather than now going, yeah, it was worth it. You know, in, in hindsight, I, I'm happy I had that peace and mentality uh, then. You know the last couple of years he was around where I, obviously nobody saw this coming where i'm like yeah of course that's my dad whatever it takes to get him up here whatever it takes to spend time with him happy to spend that money i'll that. make more money so um, i'm very happy with myself in that yeah. sense but yeah nobody saw it coming I, I miss him like hell you know he'd be proud he'd be so proud of of me being on the radio he, oh, yeah. he always sat in the italian american club where he you know was a member or because you paid a dollar fifty for a draft but you guys italians my, uh, I see the
0: K at the beginning of Kanye. You know, we don't have that letter in our yeah, alphabet. Yeah, you my know. mom's
1: maiden name or my mom's last name was Bon Giovanni, and I'm, and sh- my dad is part was Thank part you. Italian. I yeah. knew
0: I knew there was something. I liked yeah, yeah, about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So
1: he'd sit in the Italian American Club or the American Legion, and he would wouldn't shut up about me being on the radio. He wouldn't yeah. know much about it. They'd ask him what channel. It's six hours away. Yeah. They're not getting it on their radio, but it's all these old school biker guys, old you know connected guys, some of them, and uh, they're all happy for him that he was happy for me. So he'd be really, really, really pumped that I'm now the host of one of the biggest shows in Rochester. He would, he'd be very excited for that. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and but I'd probably be proud proud of everything. Well, you say your stepfather was the guy who was the hands on guy, right? Yeah,
1: my stepdad but, was the guy. who But taught.
0: your dad had the skills. He was a he was a he, he helped you build that studio. More
1: like yeah, he's he was a, a framer carpenter, yeah. iron worker. But he, he you know, this is what I said on his eulogy. He he wasn't a sit down you know leave it to Beaver uh, dad who was like okay son in this instance in life you'll <laughs> learn this. He was the guy. Um, and I can't believe I'm not getting emotional. I'm pretty proud of myself because I, I have since talking about this. Uh, and I gave this example again at the eulogy. I go, you know, he was the guy who you watch do things. And you go, I'm not going to do that because that's a bad idea. <laughs> or you go, man, that was really unexpected and nice and, and, and uh, you know, cordial of him. Like, for example, anytime we're at a barbecue, since as long as I can remember, anybody walked in. And there was, there was not enough chairs. He's the first one to get up and bring that chair over to them. You know, oh. man, woman, old, young, and at a bar or a restaurant. We went to a lot of bars. He made a lot of friends. As soon as anybody walked in, it didn't matter who you were, he he would launch out of that chair. Come on, sit down. Sit down. What do you want? You want something to eat? You know, yeah. he'd go up to that catering table and get you something to eat. Like, he wanted to make sure everybody was having a good time. And I get that, too. It gets expensive. Hey, time for a shot. Come on, I'm buying. I'm buying. Who's, you know, if there's a lull in a conversation at a bar, you, me, and three other people are there. <laughs> I get a round of shots. If there's a half a second of dull moment, I have to ramp it back up. And I get that from him. And, you know, I don't regret how – how i don't regret you know being a part of his life and and you know being the quote-unquote the victim of his bad parenting or mistakes because i'm very happy and comfortable with myself and uh, well it
0: sounds like you know maybe he wasn't traditional leave it to beaver dad but he played in a very important role yeah and i think you described it best when you said he was like an older brother yeah yeah, yeah. so he oh, was yeah. it was it was a relationship it's not like there was no relationship
1: yeah there. it's not like i could be like dad i need money for my car insurance can you help me out like there was never that yeah, but it was yeah. like yo um I'm going to come up. We want to go out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I need a buddy what? to go out with. You want to go out? I know it's Tuesday at 10 a.m. and you're literally working right now, but he's like, I'll be there in half an hour. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> that, Everybody needs the buddy who will be right there. Yeah, kay? that's the and, thing. And his hustle, yeah. man,
1: I mean, when he was working, when we were on a job with him, all he wanted to do was get back to that bar stool, which I didn't realize until later in life, but he hustled. Whatever your agenda is and whatever your motivation is, you, you got to respect the hustle. I mean, he, he would lay down a roof faster than anybody I know, and even guys who would poke fun at him like other people in my family my cousin we would make non-stop jokes about my dad and we still will because he's just a plethora of, of punch lines you know it's fun yeah. to bust his chops even after he's passed um but everybody will stop for half a second and go man but that guy can frame better than anybody i know that guy can lay down a roof faster than anybody in this state yeah you know he, there's an old story about him uh in a nail sinking contest he was like he was like 22 and there was this barbecue where they would set up nails on a, a piece of wood or a, a tree trunk or something and there was just all these old union carpenters and they would sink a number 10 i think it was steel nail three four inches long two or three was the was the consistency of of how many times it took to sink the nail with a hammer you know you take the hammer hit the nail whoever can sink it in the least amount of hits wins he's t- my 22 years old or whatever 23 years old gets to him he looks at it he taps it once to, to get it set and which doesn't count and he winds back and Boom! Sinks it in one shot. Like, I love hearing stories like that. That's Who doesn't, impressive. You know? Yeah. So it's bus chops for half an hour, to tell respectable stories for about 10 minutes, and then get back to the bus yeah. and chops. He's oh, a great guy, it. man. Great guy. It. Fun guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Is that the schedule process? Okay. All right. You can just leave it on that table. I'll be—I'm sorry. I'm, I'm with somebody right now, but you can leave it on that table. I'll, I'll email you, Tom. Sorry, Kanye.
1: I'll remember you should, that. You should go pop, 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 pop. So when you see the audio,
0: <laughs> it'll be big waves. Oh my God, that <laughs> yeah. is such a good trick right <laughs> yeah. there. I think. So I, I know to clap edit clap that out well, actually now, you know what I'm thinking though? Now I actually, I want to leave it in now because I want to show people what you just taught me because that is so good. Yeah. So basically what happened is a client just showed up and he's like waiting for me and I just don't have time right now. So, uh, and he's not scheduled to be here, but I he just kind of dropped by. So anyway, see you Tom. Thank you. <laughs> so, I, so anyway, uh, I, I, you know, I had to address him basically and I was going to just edit this part out, but you just taught me something that in 15, I guess 17 years now of doing some sort of recording audio, I've never thought of that before. Yeah,
1: when you see the waveform, you'll see these big, <laughs> (laughs) Streaks, these big spikes that go on both sides vertically of uh, the waveform. And you'll know that that was. I go to go
0: right there and edit that part out. Right. Instead of
1: being like, okay, how far are we? Uh, 23 minutes? Let me remember that. You'll never remember that. Oh, my
0: God. That is genius. (laughs) I hope it works. (laughs) Because it usually works. Well, now I feel like I'm leaving it in because now I want the whole explanation. All right. Anyway, uh, you. uh, the old podcast network uh, what, what's going to happen what?
1: um i still have the studio and i have yeah. a five-year lease and it was very clear with intercom you know as long as you know we're not i'm not going after their big clients and anything like that basically I'm, I'm producing hobby podcasts okay so we have a real estate podcast right now where she pays a couple bucks an episode to come in sit down do her show and leave i put all the production together the video the audio same thing with a, a cbd podcast uh, a fitness podcast has some uh, credits with me that they want to do a couple episodes but as long as I'm not going after the big radio clients, you know, the yeah. Home Depot, the uh, Salino and Barnes, Vision yeah. Automotive, sure. uh, Rich Eyed, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, because Intercom does offer, obviously, podcasting. There could be either the host that does a podcast with the client, or it could be a, the host that does a podcast and goes, this is sponsored by uh, Rich Eyed or whatever. Yeah. So I just have to be, I just have to communicate. Hey, I have a friend who has a, uh, you know, like a, what, what was the, um. Doughboys Rochester or Chicken Out Rock like something like that yeah. hey they want to do a food podcast they don't quite have the budget for radio yet because it's not cheap not super expensive you can get in for relatively mm-hmm. uh, a relatively easy budget but hey they want to do just about like you know cooking or whatever is that okay well you know as, as we go and they grow I'll keep the a relationship in Hopefully down the road they have the budget to to come on the air with us and and grow their business. You know, because I love it. It's God, a you're a good tool. sales guy, man. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, you I, are a good sales I, like guy. Like I said, it's just easy to. I always thought it would be easier to keep everything separate, but it's pretty much easier. I think it's going to be easier to be just Chris Kanye, the guy who could fix your sink, the guy who's the morning show on yeah. the B. Who, if you have the budget, you your own brand. You can come on yeah. and and you know that you're going to get a good value out of out of your advertising dollars. Or if you want to do a little hobby podcast about sports cars, I can I can provide that for you too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Work together. I, I feel like I should tell you something in full disclosure. Uh, there's a salesperson at Intercom named uh, Nancy, I think, used to be Nancy Millet, right? Mm-hmm. Is, what is it now, Nancy? Nancy,
1: uh... uh...
0: Yeah. Geraci. Geraci, that's right. She actually came out here and talked to me about doing this podcast on radio.com.
1: Have you talked about this before right now? No. Okay. No.
0: Do you know about this or no?
1: I don't know about this. No. no.
0: Okay. So basically she just came out and just asked, you know, would I be interested in doing a podcast on radio.com? And they wanted to go after all my old clients from I heart. And the idea would be that uh, it, it would be like, um, it, might, it would make it on the air a little bit in the sense that it would be like, you know, listen to the Bee Morning Coffee Club on demand on radio com or something home of thousands of podcasts including the exclusive home of and then it would be insert the way she explained it to me is we'd have some rotators we'd have like some podcasts that are exclusive awesome. to Radio.com, and it'd be like brought to you by bath fitter or something like yeah, that Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know it, and like that was all contingent on would we have sponsors and would I go with her and at the end of the day I was just like no I, I don't want a job you know what I mean like this podcast thing is just I'm just want to have my stupid little machine talk to people an hour a week and concentrate on my business i'm not interested in working no that's for fair radio
1: i'd say that um yeah. if, if you're gonna do it at all nancy's the person to, oh, to yeah. connect with it she oh it actually
0: is, was the hardest part was telling her no well th- yeah i mean because she, she has i wanted to right for her i wanted to do
1: it she's the best yeah. i mean i'll tell you straight up she is the best she's getting stuff done with me with our new show the Be morning coffee club uh a week in you know email stuff's happening. Yeah. And if you're a business or if somebody finds themselves in your shoes and Nancy approaches you, she is not messing around. She's not she's not bullshitting you. No, and
0: she was telling me to, you know, and I the thing I was afraid of was a lot of legwork. I was like, I don't I don't I don't have the time right now as I, as I'm sitting here literally with you for an hour. I'm like, I don't have time. <laughs> no, I don't have the time right now to go and do 12 appointments to try and sell you know, advertising on a podcast like I'm trying to grow a business here mm-hmm. and this is almost a 24-7 job at this point Like I this is a lot of work doing this, right? I don't, and, I don't doubt that and and, uh, and so that was really just what it came down to and she kind of told me y- You really don't have to I will do a lot of the work and I but I'm like you I'm like, no I would never do that. I would never send someone on my behalf I want to be there too. If I if I wanted to sell advertising on this podcast, but I'm actually not even allowed to for a little while. I think October 16th was the end of the contract I was on sure. with iHeart and I don't even know, but I might technically still be on that contract. I just have zero salary and zero job duties basically.
1: I mean, if you can come if you could figure something out where people come to you mm-hmm. and you bang out you just save a day where you bang out 4 and you put them out weekly and you do it once a month you it's, talking podcast or yeah. yeah? It sounds exhausting, but if I mean, I'm sure that's what Rogan does, and that's he's the the, the goat of podcasting. Yeah. look at him. But if uh, if you could find a way to find the time to work with Nancy, I don't think you'd be making a mistake if that's what you were asking. But there's ways God, to do you it. You are I mean, a good company, man. Look at you. Honestly, if if <laughs> I, well, if it was uh, maybe if it was other people, I, I don't know the salespeople like I know Nancy. I've worked close with Nancy. I've bartended for Nancy when she used to own a bar. I do plumbing for Nancy. She gets she gets stuff done, and she's very grateful uh mm-hmm. to the people that work with her mm-hmm. that work with intercom she she just is a wonderful person overall so i mean if you could work it to where you well, get again if it because you keep this going it's very it's on it's on track for it's gonna mean something to be on your podcast that was my goal originally is when these comedians come to town to the, go to the comedy at the carlson or artists even hey you got to hit iheart you got to hit intercom you got to go to see duffy on cmf because you're playing at the blue cross And you can't miss Chris Kahn's podcast, man, because that guy has reach. Like, that could be you. You know what I mean? I I think that's very possible. How
0: many listens do you think you have to be able to do in order to be considered good for, like, a Rochester podcast? Not national. Just when you're talking about a local podcast. (sighs) What's Uh, the number? I, I mean you thought my numbers were good i don't think my numbers i think are your only. numbers are good it, i'm getting between about 800 and 1200 consistently though pretty consistent i mean i showed you the graph right yeah, yeah and yeah. the only one that was low
1: was the most recent one because it had been, just been like that day yeah know? i think i think that's a lot i mean i don't think especially if i are listening i mean you, you know how to break it down if a thousand people listen uh
0: you know i don't know because the thing that you're not allowed to talk about always seemed like smoke and mirrors to me you know
1: what i mean what do you mean oh Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like, a little bit of that always seemed like, you know, it was... I yeah,
1: but uh, these are hard numbers, though, right? These are
0: hard numbers. Podcast numbers, I mean, that's the one thing about podcasting. If, yeah. I'm
1: an average, if I'm thinking I want to get my name out there, say, for the plumbing company, yeah. and I go, uh, okay, Paul, you get 1,000 people. Where do they listen? Right here in New York, maybe a little out of the outskirts. Well, my particular business, I need people in Rochester within a 20 to 50-mile radius. is nice for mm-hmm. my clientele because I'm a single business person. I'm the only employee at, at the plumbing company. Get to 1,000 people let's say 500 live in my working radius i mean to talk to 500 potential customers and pay mm-hmm. whatever you charge a mm-hmm. hundred bucks an episode even to start did thunder train just become a sponsor of no, i don't know if i'm allowed to. <laughs> I'm and again, and again <laughs> the b is priority for everybody listening <laughs> including <laughs> listeners because full transparency this is that's my priority that's my number one f- foundation so uh but yeah i mean it's the internet, man. The internet's undefeated. If you so, can, if you can leverage yeah, that. Somebody just pulled in listening to country music. There you go. <laughs> yeah, check that out. That's pretty good. That's I don't know that song yet. That's <laughs> got to try- be one of your listeners, man. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Got to be. Yeah. But uh, I think, yeah, if All you're right. gonna do it, do it with Nancy. That's my. That's my I, I
0: don't know. It's as I was telling you before. My life's got, it's it's about this now, and it's not about that. Oh my God! There's a dog here.
1: Hi. <laughs> oh my Hello, God. Hello, puppy. Hello there. Uh, yeah, stuff, man. It, it, there's not enough hours in the day. I haven't heard that. You know, I've heard that all my life, but you know, starting to realize it. Even if you get up at 4 in the morning, by the time you think you have nothing left to do, it's eight ten o'clock at night. Yeah, Sorry about
0: that. that's all right. That's all right. Well, maybe we should cut the podcast. We've got a dog and a guest at
1: this point. <laughs> what did, is there anything we didn't talk about? Um, I don't think so. I think uh, again, just to, uh, if you if you're interested in in advertising, of course we have a we have a great sales team at Entercom. Um, I'm grateful for for this opportunity for the people out there who think that I had to crawl back to radio because my plumbing business is failing because one dude dude on Facebook thinks he knows anything about (laughs) what's going on. I was perfectly fine with my plumbing company. In fact, I was working three days a week at most of the time and paying rent, going on vacations, Putting a little money away. It's a great business. I run. I run it well. My customers are incredibly loyal. Mm-hmm. I get references from people I don't know, and it would have only gotten better if, if that was the full-time gig. Um, I did not go back to radio. I did not go crawling back to I radio. Can't believe somebody brought because that up. I needed the money, because my business was failing. That's insane. It presented me with the opportunity that people wait for their entire careers in radio. That I could only dream of when I first stepped into a radio station and saw Scott Shannon and Todd Pettengill from the WWE or WWF at the time doing Scott and Todd in the morning at WPLJ 17 floors above Madison Square Garden I go I want to be that guy and that's what Entercom just gave me yes. so I, I was taking it no matter what I had going on.
0: It's hard to, you know, that's funny. I, it
1: was one guy, right? One guy. One still, guy. Saying it, but saying it as if it's truthful, as if he knows behind the scenes. Well, that's which, troll. That's troll uh, culture, right? Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's, it's it's crazy. I would I would say that I, I would I have no problem. I've told people my debt before. Yeah. I've, I've gone. Oh, uh, you did the zero yeah. debt. Yeah, I showed you my bank statements. I showed you my my credit card bills. Yeah. Like, I don't give. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, you know it's not it's not. What worth is it. your
0: social security number? <laughs> One seven. No.
1: It's a nine two uh, point five. That's it. It's a special social security number. <laughs> uh But no, I did not go crawling back. They presented me with an offer of a lifetime. And for people who don't know, to get these off, to get these opportunities, you're talking North Dakota, Kentucky, uh, you know, New Mexico. <laughs> Yeah. these crazy places that you don't want to live yeah. just to get experience i got offered this job at a place where i have where i found a, a, a wonderful woman uh tons of friends pl- uh, uh people like you peers friends you know stuff like I'm a that friend. yeah oh, I'm touched. You're the, you know associate no i'm kidding <laughs> uh, but my I'm point is i didn't go crawling back they offered me with a, a offer of a lifetime in and more importantly in a community that i already have roots and i have grown to love so I just wanted to set that straight. I appreciate you letting me do that I right I can't there.
0: believe, uh, you can't let the one stupid freaking person. You know? you know, Facebook, man. It's hard. It's hard not to let the one person.
1: I'll tell you who it is off the air, too. You're going to be like, oh, okay, that well, makes sense. Well, yeah, it's probably one of those people I'll be like, of course, of course. But, <laughs> but uh, dude, right. this, is a, this is a great podcast. Thanks I, for doing I, this. I love your previews on Instagram. I think you're doing it right. You're doing it consistent. I appreciate uh, it. People will be mistaken, especially if they live in Rochester, if they don't subscribe to something like this, because it's it's just a, a ton of uncensored uh, unfiltered fun conversation for, about I
0: like long form deep dives
1: about exactly what's going well, because on because I'm going to tell
0: you who actually has become my favorite radio show in Rochester and it's not the it's not the morning beast that you're going to punch me in the face but no. when I tell you I think you're going to say I think I th- I don't know if you're going to like it when I tell you what I legitimately listen to every day this I'm a boring person you already know where I'm going with this Were a boring show that you listen to every day what no no I love it I love it oh. but mo- but a lot of people are going to be like oh my god uh, WXXI Evan Dawson. <laughs> I swear to God, that's I listen. Good. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's, he's a great. I listen interview. every day,
1: and that's Rochester. Because I,
0: but but what you were just talking about? Because I like this idea of deep dive deep
1: dive long yeah, conversation dive. what's going on and that's why kimberly and beck were popular they did it in a little different way than i would have done it but mm-hmm. um you know that and, and and what you just said like i'm sorry i don't listen to you please don't ever say that to me oh there's no a, i do listen a, to you there's enough going on. i listen
0: I to have, you They're, he's on for, uh, at noon and i listen to him on the podcast i listen to him at you know five six o'clock at night mm-hmm. i don't listen to him at noon i listened in the morning i you know i flip i try and listen to radio i listen to you guys I, i'll be honest i didn't listen to B before i listen to B now that you're on there well
1: i appreciate i do listen i mean there's plenty to go around. We, I want every single person in Rochester to listen. But yeah. it's unrealistic, you know. If you yeah. like the show, if, if you if you kind of like the show, I'd rather you be like, "Hey, eh, it's all right, but Give me some feedback. Tell me what you look for in a it's morning show. Just good show. conversation. Don't, tell, don't lie and say you listen, and don't you know you don't, you don't have to tell me you don't listen. Slide <laughs> in some hip hop music, and I'm in. <laughs> if you're if you're somewhere <laughs> in the middle, hit me up, man. I can take it. Tell me what you like, what you don't like. What's what's I've successful. not heard
0: anything I don't like. When Terry was telling the story about someone farting in Wegmans, oh, that's hilarious. That was hilarious. That's what
1: I'm saying. People yeah. are gonna see that side of Terry Clifford they never yeah. seen. She's freaky. She's she's the funniest person on the show. That was hilarious.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying I like deep dive sure. radio, and so that's why I have I have actually started to like Evan Dawson because he does these real deep dives into topics every day spends a whole hour on one topic and i just went oh my god i love that and i realized that's what i'm doing on this and i'm like i love that
1: that's one thing yeah. podcasting does that i think radio should do is a little cross promotion like go on evan dawson's show have him come here and sit in your luxurious studio yeah. and do a, do a radio my, show you like, mean
0: next to my tomato garden why am i not going on
1: cmf uh, when we're on we're on best of you know yeah. why why isn't Corey come on with us when terry's out and they're on best of like this whole that's one thing i disagree with and it's the industry it's not just intercom it's not iheart it's not whoever else is out there this whole hey we're the only show in town we don't even want to acknowledge other people that's i think that should change a little bit i think that yeah. with the access to everybody with the internet and social media people aren't stupid let's you know have Spizzano sit in uh, let me go back on the buzz for a throwback or or you know switch it up a little bit i'm not yeah. saying across town across competitors that doesn't make any sense but no. let's you know Cross promote a little bit, yeah. But maybe that'll know. come down the road with the new generation, class right. of 2020 radio. <laughs> got generation. Somebody waiting for me. I don't know who this guy is. Oh. No, I don't know, know what, what to do. Well, I already called dibs on that pallet that he's sitting <laughs> on, so we're gonna have a problem here. All right. Thank you, Chris Kanye.
0: <laughs> All right, man. I love you, man. See you too.